You may be seated again. I want to welcome you here to Big Valley Grace Community Church here on the Modesto campus, as well as everyone who's with us right now live on our online campus. We're excited to be together. If it is your very first time at Big Valley Grace Community Church, I want you to know we're really excited that you're here. We hope that today, that's right, we hope that today is a great, great moment for you. We're a local assembly of believers who have gathered together for the purpose of worshiping Jesus Christ. And as you are with us today, we hope that that is a great encouragement to you. And as you leave here, that you leave encouraged. And so that's what we hope for you today. We're in a series right now called Grace Transforms. It's 12 weeks long. We're about three quarters of the way through. And we're looking at how the grace of God transforms our lives. The passage we're going to be in today is Ephesians chapter 4. We'll be looking at Ephesians chapter 4 verses 1 through 16. I would encourage you to take your Bible and turn to Ephesians chapter 4. If you don't have a Bible, two things. One, the verses will all be on the screens. So you'll be able to follow along with us. But two, right after the gathering, you can go to that room right there called the altar room, and you can get Bibles, okay? There's Bibles in there. We wanna make sure everybody has a Bible. We wanna make sure you have a Bible that you can have to read for yourself on your own. Before we get into this passage, I wanna go over a few things that are basic for us as a church. First of all, our name. We're called Big Valley Grace Community Church for a reason. We have this name for a reason. And if I were to put that reason into a sentence, it's we want to reach this big central valley with the grace of Jesus Christ in community with his church. We believe that if we were to do that, to fulfill our name, that we would fulfill the purpose of our church. The purpose of our church is to bring glory to God. It is the purpose of our lives as individuals. It is the purpose of our lives collectively. It's the purpose of our organization to bring glory to God, which is why we want to live every day on mission for Jesus Christ, to love God, to love people, and to make disciples who love God and love people, who make disciples who love God and love people. It's a cycle that never ends, disciples making disciples. And if we take our name and our purpose and our mission and we point it in a direction, that's where we get vision. Vision is setting direction of where we're heading together. And if we take our name and our purpose and our mission and we would point it in the direction of our actual neighborhoods, we would get a vision that sounds like this. Love your actual neighbor. What does that mean? Well, this means every member of the body of Christ being led by the power of the Holy Spirit of God, evangelizing and discipling our actual neighbors and leading them to do the same. The only way this vision comes about is by the grace of God. The grace of God transforming our lives. Grace transforms us. When the grace of God comes into our life, it changes us, it transforms us into something new. It transforms us from being residents of earth, which we all start out as, to what the Bible calls citizens of heaven. We're citizens of a better kingdom, we're citizens of a better country. And that is because the grace of God has transformed our life. Grace transforms residents of earth into citizens of heaven who do a number of things, who believe. That's every member of the body of Christ. We've spent two weeks looking at believe. Who influence. That's being led by the power of the Holy Spirit of God to make a difference in this world. We've spent two weeks looking at influence. Who win. That's evangelizing and sharing the gospel. We've spent two weeks looking at win. Who equip. That's what we're looking at today. We're spending two weeks looking at equip. Equip. That's discipling our actual neighbors. 
and who multiply. That's leading others to do the same. And in the following weeks, we'll spend two weeks looking at multiply. So today we're looking at grace transforms residents of earth into citizens of heaven who equip in Jesus Christ. Our passage, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 16. Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus. And he says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower regions, the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all Things, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer Be children, tossed to and fro by the waves, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Father God, Lord, in the same way that this passage describes the transformation that occurs when disciples of Jesus grow up into Jesus, Lord, as we spend time in this passage right now, would what this passage describes actually happen in our lives? Would we grow up into Jesus right now as we are looking at your word? Would you use your word and your spirit to grow us up into Christ, to be equipped for what you have called us and how you have called us to serve you? So God, would you do a great work in us right now in the same way this passage describes And I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ and all God's family said, amen. Amen. The book of Ephesians can be understood in basically three parts. Sit, walk, stand. The first three chapters are sit. It's how we sit in Christ. It's why chapter one starts off talking about the blessings that we have in Jesus Christ. It says that we are seated with him in glory. God sees us presently as our position in Christ is totally blessed by him. That's how we sit in Christ. 
Chapters four through half of six are about how we walk, sit, walk, stand, how we walk in Christ. It's about our daily living, how we are to live walking in Jesus Christ. The, ha- the last half of chapter six is stand, sit, walk, stand. It's about how we stand in Christ, how we stand in the battle and how we stand against the enemy. In fact, a young woman named Jacqueline is going to share that passage with us at the end of the gathering today. So when we come to this passage in the beginning of Ephesians chapter four, it's at the very beginning of the walk, sit, walk, stand, the walk, how we walk in Christ. That's why in verse one it says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Jesus Christ has called us to himself. He's called us to him. And this passage is describing that how we walk should be in reflection of how Jesus Christ has called us to him. Because Christ has called us to him, we should be walking in a manner that is worthy of the calling that we have received in Jesus Christ. And you may look at that verse, you may read that verse, you may hear that verse right now and go, wow, that, that's big. I don't know that I can do that. You can't, unless God helps you. Which is why verse seven says, but the grace, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. God has given us the grace so that we might walk in the way he's called us to walk. So he's called us to himself and he wants us to walk in reflection of that and he's given us the grace so that we might be able to do it. So what he's expecting from us, he's given us the grace to be able to do. In verses 11 and 12, it talks about the leadership and the membership of the body of Christ and some expectations. It says he gave the apostles, so he gave. So God's gift is continuing here. He's called us, he's given us grace, and his grace is continuing. This is a picture of his grace. He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers. So this is a description of the leadership. These are roles, right, in the body of Christ, leadership roles. He's saying, it's by the grace of God these things have been given, these roles have been given. Why? For a purpose, to equip. These roles have been given to equip who? The saints for the work of the ministry. And so God has called us to follow him And we're to walk according to the calling we have. And he has given us the grace so that we might be able to do that. And he has set up the body of Christ so that we might be equipped to do it. What God calls us to do, he's given us the grace for. And he's giving us the equipping for. So that we might have the grace and the equipping to go walk in the way he's called us to walk. God is calling you to himself and he is equipping you for himself. God is calling you to big things and he's equipping you for big things. And God is calling you to hard things and he's equipping you for hard things. 
God is calling us to himself. We're gonna walk in a manner worthy of our calling. He's given us the grace for it. And he's equipping us so that we might be successful in doing what he's called us to do. This is an incredible picture of the grace of God at work in our life. So as we look at this passage, and I think about being equipped for the work of ministry, being equipped for the work of ministry, when I think about that at Big Valley Grace Community Church, it makes me think of our core values. We have five core values. And we're gonna walk through all five of those core values because all five of them are seen in this passage that we might be equipped for the work of the ministry that God is calling us to through these five core values. Core value number one is worship. This is about living in total worship of Jesus Christ, that all of who we are would be worshiping all of who he is. The first three chapters of the book of Ephesians, the sit, how we sit in Christ, over and over and over, it points to the worship of Jesus Christ. Listen to this sample. 1.6, to the praise of his glorious grace. 1.12, to the praise of his glory. 1.14, to the praise of his glory. 1.16, give thanks. 1.21, Christ is far above all, above every name. 2.7, the immeasurable riches of his grace. 3.16, the riches of his glory. 3.19, the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. The fullness of of Christ, the fullness of God, 321, to him be the glory. All of that setting up our position in Christ as worshipers to now this passage, how we're to walk in Christ as worshipers. So Ephesians chapter four, we'll look at verses four and six right here. It just says, we see how the core value of worship is in this passage. It says there is one body and one spirit. Right there, the Holy Spirit of God is acknowledged in this text. Just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, right there, the living Lord Jesus, the Son of God, is acknowledged right there in the text. One faith, one baptism, one God and Father, right there, God the Father is acknowledged in the text. Right there in the text, we have God the Holy Spirit, God the Lord Jesus Christ, and God the Father. And the next two words describe what type of God we have. Of all. Those two words right there. Of all. So small, so simple, and yet they represent something so enormous. Of all. And just in case that was not clear, who is over all and through all and in all. Because that's what it means, that he's God of all. He's God of all. In verse 13, it describes the fullness of Christ, the full measure of Christ. In verse 15, it says that this whole passage is describing when we walk in Christ, we're going into him who is the head, into Christ. One God, three persons, our response is total worship, all of who we are worshiping, all of who he is. This is the goal for all of us. Into him, who is the head, into Christ. This is about Jesus Christ. This is all about Jesus Christ. We are all about Jesus Christ. Christ Jesus is our goal. He is it, and we are all together to
to be moving into him who is the head, into Christ. The rest of Ephesians, there's much in how it continues to point to Jesus Christ and the worship of Jesus Christ. We talk about leadership and membership expectations. At Big Valley Grace Community Church, we have leadership and membership expectations. One of the expectations is weekly worship. It is the expectation at Big Valley Grace Community Church that the leaders of this church will equip the saints for weekly worship. It's also an expectation that the members of this church, the body of Christ at Big Valley Grace Community Church, would be committed to weekly worship. That we would together gather for weekly worship. Because we prioritize worshiping Jesus Christ. There's a leadership and membership expectation at Big Valley Grace Community Church regarding consistent giving. Bringing a worship gift to Jesus Christ. Bringing gifts in worship to Jesus Christ. And so there's an expectation of the leadership at Big Valley Grace. That the leadership of Big Valley Grace Community Church would equip the saints for the work of ministry for consistent giving in worship to Jesus Christ. It's also a membership expectation that the body of Christ, who's a part of Big Valley Grace Community Church, would consistently bring gifts of worship to Jesus Christ. We have those leadership and membership expectations of weekly worship and consistent giving because we're prioritizing the worship of Jesus Christ as we're all moving into him who is the head into Christ and worshiping him. Let me describe to you the song of heaven. This is from Revelation chapter four and Revelation chapter five. Revelation 4, 8 says, this is the song that is being sung. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. 4.11, worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. 5.9, worthy are you, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. 5.12, Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. 513, to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. That is the sound of the song of heaven. We are to be about worshiping Jesus Christ. Right now, our team is going to lead us in singing a song that is based right on those texts, right from Revelation 4, right from Revelation 5. We're going to enter into our time of giving, and there's baskets here on the Modesto campus. You can give online. You can give text giving, but this is a moment as we've gathered for weekly worship to have consistent giving and bringing a gift to Jesus Christ. It is all about the worship of Jesus Christ. Let's stand together as we continue in worship. Father God, Lord, we love you and thank you for your word. Thank you for the song of heaven that is being sung in heaven and thank you for the echo and the mirroring and the reflection that we get to be right now to join in in the sound of heaven to worship Jesus Christ. Lord, may you be honored 
by what happens right now as we worship you. And may we worship you in a way that you desire right now. And I pray this in Jesus' name and all God's family said. Let's say that line together. Glory and honor and power forever. One more time. Glory and honor and power forever. Those are words we need to get used to saying because we're going to be saying them for a very long time in worship of Jesus Christ. Isn't he awesome? He is awesome. You may be seated. We're going to continue looking at the core values of Big Valley Grace Community Church as we see them in this passage, Ephesians chapter 4. Core value number one was worship. Core value number two is serve. This is about living in neighborly service to those who are around me. Jesus said in Mark 10, 45, he said, The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The Apostle Peter writes in 1 Peter 4.10 that we have received grace from God, we've received the gifts from God, and we're to use those to serve others. And he describes it in this way, as good stewards of God's varied grace. What does that mean? That means God has given out his grace in various ways. This room is a representation of how God has given out his grace in various ways. And we have a responsibility with what we're gonna do with the grace of God that he has given us. And we are to be good stewards of the varied grace that God has given us. Which is why we have this core value of serve, to live in neighborly service to those who are around me. In Ephesians chapter four, we see the core value of serve in verse two. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. To bear with one another means someone has a problem. And to bear with one another who has a problem is to lean up against that problem with them. Or to get underneath that problem with them to bear in that problem with them, to bear with one another in love. It's, it's like applying the love of Jesus to the problem that the person next to you is experiencing, that you would bear the love of Jesus, you would apply the love of Jesus to them. My grandfather is with Jesus now. He was a man of very few words, but when he would speak, it was always really important. I remember what he said when he would make a peanut butter and honey sandwich. He would look at me and say, Joeler, that's what he called me, Joeler. He would say a lot of things that were really great. One of the things he would say about me was, Joel, the Bible talks about you. It says, how long, O oh Lord, how long? Anyway, he would make a peanut butter and honey sandwich, and he would look at me and he would say, Joeler, if you're going to put it on, put it on thick. His sandwiches were so good. Oh, I just loved it when Grandpa made the sandwich because it was just ooey and gooey and it got everywhere. If you're gonna put it on, put it on thick. This is what the Apostle John describes about what Jesus Christ has done to us. It says in John chapter one that Jesus Christ has given us grace upon grace. 
He's put it on thick. He's put on thick the grace of God to our lives. He's applied the grace of God thick to us. And when we bear the burden of one another, when we bear with one another in love and we go to serve someone, we want to apply the love of Jesus thick. We want to apply the grace of Jesus thick. We want to apply his mercy and his kindness and his goodness thick onto the person who is next to us. It's why we have a leadership and a membership expectation at Big Valley Grace Community Church called specific ministry. In other words, it's an expectation that the leadership of this church would equip the saints for the work of the ministry that they might be serving in a specific ministry, that they might have identified their gifts and their abilities and they're using them to serve Jesus Christ in some way. Which is why there's also a membership expectation at Big Valley Grace Community Church that the members, the body of Christ here, would be using their gifts in service to Jesus Christ in a specific ministry. Lisa shared at the beginning of the service and will share at the end of the service, our family ministries team is right out uh, under the sails after the gathering. They would love to talk to you about how you can be a part of investing in service to the next generation of this church. The first day I came to this church, I was seven days old. This church has made a very long investment in me. We need to be investing in the children of this church for the next generation of this church. And our team would love to partner with you to help you do that. It may be you need to sing in the choir or you need to be a part of worship and production or you need to serve on one of our serve teams. Go to bigvalleygrace.org volunteer and you can see all the opportunities that are available right now for you to use your gifts in service. Do not let your gifts go stale on the shelf. Use them and put it on thick. And apply the love of Jesus as you serve others in love. Core value number two is serve. Core value number three is reach. This is living with endless reach as we share the gospel. We want to share the gospel and we want to share the gospel some more. We want to share the gospel and we want to share the gospel some more. We want to reach out and then we want to reach out some more. We want to never stop reaching. We want to have endless reach. We want to live with endless reach as we continue to share the gospel. One of the areas that maybe we didn't realize was an opportunity for us to reach out to, but this last year it's really come to our attention, is, is reaching the deaf community of this world. And in June, we had a June giving challenge, and part of that was to fund the ability to communicate the gospel to someone who is deaf. And we have a great update right now for you on video of how that financial giving has now borne fruit in ministry to the deaf community. Check this out. I am so excited about the work that Big Valley Grace is doing in deaf translation. What you see on the screen here, these are some of the animations that we've created, and I'll explain those in just a moment. There are, for written translation, so many tools out there for translation teams, but not in deaf translation. Well, backing up a little bit, why deaf translation? If you're a native English speaker and somebody were to hand you a Bible in another language and say, learn that language, 
and then you'll have access to the Word of God. The truth is, it's not your heart language. And for the deaf community, even in America, having the NIV, King James, New King James, ESV, those aren't the heart language for the deaf community. It took 40 years to translate the American Sign Language translation of the Bible. It was just finished last year. There are over 400 deaf languages in the world that don't have the complete Word of God. And there are 70 million deaf people in the world who are, many of them, the least of the least, the most forgotten people. What Big Valley is doing is so critically important. These animations are illustrating a verse or a passage. There are whole passages, verses, chapters that are very difficult to translate in different languages because many of those languages don't have words for some of those key elements. It can take a very long time for the translation team to get over that hurdle. So what these footnotes, these little animations do is first they help a translation team to to get over that hurdle. Not only are the translation teams excited to be getting these tools, but they will also be available to be included in the completed video translation of the Bible in that deaf language. Not only in one language, but because they're visual, these animations can be used in as many as 400 different languages. So Big Valley Grace, what you are doing is so appreciated by the translators. And the money that was raised this past June will greatly accelerate and expand this effort. So more teams in more languages will benefit from this work. And on behalf of Wycliffe Associates and the translators who are excited to use these tools, thank you. Isn't that a great report? That is excellent. I'm so thankful that we're having the opportunity to reach into a community, a deaf community worldwide with resources like this. This is very exciting. Living with endless reach as we share the gospel. We see uh, how Jesus lived with endless reach in this text, Ephesians chapter four, verse eight. It says, therefore it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. What does this mean? Jesus from the glories of heaven, is sent by the Father to planet Earth. That's how far he reaches endlessly, to come to us. And he provides salvation and redemption to those who are enslaved to sin, setting them free from the slavery of sin and finding freedom, redemption, salvation in Jesus Christ. So as Jesus Christ goes to return to glory, to heaven, when he ascended, when he goes to heaven on high, he led a host of captives, people who were formerly enslaved to sin. Jesus has set them free and leads them to heaven. And he gave gifts to men, the inheritance that we have in Jesus Christ in heaven for eternity. Jesus has lived with endless reach towards us. And as we think about those who are around us, that we would live with endless reach to those who are around us, that we would live with endless reach as we share the gospel. It's why at Big Valley Grace Community Church, we have leadership and membership expectation of personal evangelism and world outreach. 
It's an expectation that the leadership of this church would equip the saints for the work of ministry, for personal evangelism, sharing your faith with somebody to win them to Jesus Christ, and for world outreach that's going on mission to a different location, a new place, in a different place in the world. And that a membership expectation, that the members of this church would be involved in personal evangelism and sharing your faith and be participating in some way in world outreach. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to be the one to go, but you can participate in helping someone else. You know, the, uh, a friend of mine, uh, part of our church here, named Paul, he calls himself a simple almond farmer and I call myself a simple Bible teacher. We have a great relationship. He's got this really cool uh, collection of old tracks these are gospel tracks from the 40s and 50s. The one right here in the, in the middle is one, the purple one is from Billy Graham. And the method of tracks used to be a huge deal. I mean, like a massive, massive, huge deal, the ministry of tracks. And the method has really changed, but the message has not. The gospel is the same gospel. And on our website, you can go to bigvalleygrace.org slash equip and you can find resources right there to help you share the gospel. There's examples of sharing your faith. There's examples of how to write your testimony. There's examples of how to build a relationship with your neighbors right there, bigvalleygrace.org. The method has changed, but the message hasn't. We want to help you share the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's why we're doing things like the ministry to the Afghanistan refugees. We've called it Settled. They're being relocated from Afghanistan right here in Modesto. This is a picture of all the bedding and pillows and, and car seats. and I mean, just we've got bins of it now. It's really great. It's not about towels and beds and pillows and car seats. It's about the gospel. This is a tool and a resource to build a relationship with someone who has a need so that we can share the gospel with them. It is about the gospel. The same is true for Thanksgiving Reach. On Thanksgiving Reach, you know, we have hundreds of people come onto this campus, they fill up their car with groceries, and then they go out into neighborhoods to deliver the groceries to people who need a Thanksgiving meal. The Thanksgiving meal is helpful, just like pillows and blankets are helpful, but it's not about a Thanksgiving meal. This is about the gospel. This is building bridges of communication so that we can share the gospel with people. The same is true for the neighborhood meetup. We have one coming up on October 31st. I don't know about your neighborhood. No one's ever out in my neighborhood. I gotta be real strategic in building relationships with people in my neighborhood. But something really strange happens on October 31st. All of my neighbors come out at the exact same time. <laughs> sundown. They all come out at sundown. And here I've been working really hard to try and build relationship with my neighbors. Why not think smart and be outside when all my neighbors are gonna come outside at the same time on that day? This is not about Halloween. This is about the gospel. This is about building bridges of communication with the people who are around us so that the gospel might travel over that bridge. It's why we have an opportunity coming up in 2022 for a short-term mission to India. Think about that. To India, a group of people from Big Valley Grace Community Church going on a short-term mission to India. And you might be thinking, man, I need to be a part of that somehow. I maybe need to go on that trip or I maybe need to help support that trip. We're providing all of these opportunities because we have this core value of reach and we have a responsibility to equip the saints to live with endless reach as we share the gospel.
Core value number three is reach. Core value number four is connect. This is living in connected fellowship with the body of Christ. I often start my messages by welcoming people and saying, we're a local assembly of believers who have gathered together for the purpose of worshiping Jesus Christ. Because that's what describes the church. That's who we are. We've come together to worship Jesus Christ. I want to see you, and I want you to see me. I want to hear you, and I want you to hear me. I want to be blessed by you, and I want you to be blessed by me. I want to be with you, and I want you to be with me, to be in fellowship together, connecting in fellowship together. In our text, in Ephesians chapter 4, in verse 3, we see this core value of connect. It says that we're to be eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. I'm to be eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit with God and the unity of the Spirit with you. And you are to be eager and to maintain the unity of the Spirit with God and the unity of the Spirit with me. We are to do that together. And as we are eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit, we will be eager to maintain the unity with one another. Jesus in the Great Commission gives a picture of unity. He says, I want you to go and I want you to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Baptism is a symbol of the unity. It's a symbol of the unity of God, the three persons of God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it's a symbol of the unity of everyone who has been baptized by the Holy Spirit into God. Water baptism is a picture of the spiritual baptism that happens by the Holy Spirit. I'd be wondering to know, who here has been water baptized in Jesus Christ? Is that not an incredible symbol of unity as you look around this room? That we have been water baptized into Jesus Christ. It's an outward symbol of the unity that we have in Jesus Christ. The scriptures say we've been called into the fellowship. Called into the fellowship with him and called into the fellowship with one another. It's why at Big Valley Grace Community Church we have a leadership and membership expectation of group participation. That we would be in a group with others. Like a life group, a home group. We'd be in a group. We'd have a group of people. You know, a tribe, a group, right? A people. People we're walking with. That we would do that together. And it's an expectation that the leadership of this church will equip the saints for the work of the ministry to be in group participation at Big Valley Grace. And it's an expectation of the members of Big Valley Grace Community Church to be participating in a group somewhere, to be in connected fellowship. Some similar ones are an expectation for the leaders and members of church involvement, an expectation for the leaders and the members of willing accountability. All of this is about being connected in fellowship in a healthy way, that we would be healthy together as a group, connected in fellowship. Core value number four is connect. Core value number five, the last of the five, is grow. And this is living in continuous growth to become more like Jesus. We're just going to keep becoming more like Jesus. Keep growing to be like Jesus. Continuing to grow to be like Jesus. Never stop growing to be like Jesus. It would be a huge fumble to think that because I'm a pastor, somehow I arrived. Like I'm no longer growing to be like Jesus. The opposite is true. I'm growing every day to be like Jesus. And we want that for you too. We want to continue to grow to be like Jesus. 
In verse 12 of our text in Ephesians chapter 4, the way this passage ends, it kind of ends at this big mounting point of growth, a picture of what growth looks like in the body of Christ. It says, For building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. So like, that's the bad, right? We don't wanna be like that. What do we wanna be instead? It says, rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way. When each part is working properly, it makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. We all need each other to grow. We need each other growing so that we can all grow. The body of Christ needs the other members of the body of Christ working together, building together into the head, into Christ, growing together. It's why we have a leadership and a membership expectation of personal growth. It's an expectation that the leadership of this church will equip the saints for the work of the ministry in personal growth, personal growth in Jesus Christ, personal growth in spiritual maturity. And it's an expectation of the membership of this church that the members of Big Valley Grace Community Church would be committed to personal growth, growing in Jesus Christ, growing in spiritual maturity. As I think about my wife and I, what this looked like in our family, when I look back to when we were 18, it was a season where God chose to allow a great time of growth to begin for us, uh, for us to begin to blossom in growth, in faith in Jesus Christ, and to be able to start growing at a higher, more rapid rate with spiritual maturity in Jesus Christ. And as I think about my wife and I, and I look back to when we were age 18, I can see this consistent uh, uh, time frame of growing and growing and growing and growing and growing and growing and growing in Christ. And we want that exact same thing for you, that you can look back on some days behind and go, I've been growing in Jesus Christ. I'm growing in Jesus Christ. I am growing in spiritual maturity. I'm growing in him. I have a great opportunity right now to encourage you with what's happening with personal growth in the lives of uh, those who are serving and those who are children in our Big Valley Grace Kids Ministry. So check out this video and be encouraged about the personal growth at Big Valley Grace Community Church. I'm going to recite all the books of the Bible. First, New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, Present, Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Present, Thessalonians, Present, Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, James, Present, Peter, Present, Third John, Jude, and Revelation. Old Testament is Genesis, Esther, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, Present, Samuel, Present, Kings, Present, Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, and Job, Song, Father, Ecclesiastes, and the Song of Songs, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Limitations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, and Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, and Nahab, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. 
couple years ago, uh, Pastor Nair and myself were talking in the junior high, and we were saying how when the kids got to junior high that they didn't know a lot of the uh, main verses. They didn't even know the books of the Bible. And so I had told him that at my old church, we had this book, and what they did was they worked on Bible sheets that had um, verses pertaining to uh, Scripture, whether it was um, John 3.16, um, 2 Timothy, John 14.6, books of the Bible. Um, and so after a couple years of praying and stuff, Aaron and I talked again and we said, you know what, we need to implement this in the elementary department. And so we put these sheets together and then we made uh, games um, or stations that the kids can learn each of these verses, um, books of the Bibles from. So the kids will go, um, they'll start at a station and then they'll move their way through uh, each of the different stations, um, whether it's that day, the next week, um, and then they come back each week with a Bible sheet. We give them a Bible sheet of starting with sheet one, um, and then they come back and they learn verses. And as they learn a verse, they get a ticket, which then they, in return, they get to go to the prize room, which is always a good thing. Um, but I'm always telling them it's not about the prize. It's about imprinting God's word on their heart so that they're able to share it with others. I'm in fourth grade and I'm going to tell you Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, the armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord, his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the, against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full arm of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. After you have done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, and the breastplate of righteousness fitted in its place, and with the feet fitted with readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take on the shield of faith in which you may be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit of all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, always be alert and praying for the Lord's people. I love that. Jacqueline's awesome. I told you you were going to hear sit, walk, stand. She just quoted from memory the stand part from the book of Ephesians. Blythe, she came up to me after the last hour. I got to meet her in the welcome center and give her a high five. And I gave her a high five and I said, she's in first grade. I said, because you've chosen to hide the word of God in your heart, you are being a blessing to many people. Tina is the leader who was in that. Frank and Tina Munion, the Munion family's been serving in Big Valley Grace kids for a long time. They've served with many of my kids, and that's saying a lot because I got a bunch of them. And they've been faithful, and I want you to know they would love for you to make an investment with them in the children of this church. And you may be thinking, but I can't do that because I don't know the books of the Bible. Then you should go serve in children's ministry. <laughs> and learn the books of the Bible. And you may say, but I can't quote Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Then you should go in children's ministry and serve in children's ministry. What a great place to learn. Uh, and there's no, there's no shame in that. That's wonderful to learn in Jesus Christ and to grow. We're all going into Christ, into the head, 
into him. Let's stand together. The five core values of Big Valley Grace Community Church are worship, serve, reach, connect, and grow. And we point that in the direction we're talking about vision. Vision, love your actual neighbor. This means every member of the body of Christ being led by the power of the Holy Spirit of God, evangelizing and discipling our actual neighbors and leading them to do the same. Father God, Lord, would you be honored by everything that we're doing, God, and would you keep course correcting us, Lord, getting us in to the place of your will that we might continue to grow in you, Lord, that we might uh, really walk according to the calling that you've called us to. We thank you for your grace and we thank you for your equipping uh, that we might be successful in doing what you're asking us to do, which is to walk in Christ. And so, Lord, we love you and we pray this in Jesus' name and all God's family said.